Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. We're going to jump right in because I'm very excited for a whole host of callers today. And I am first welcoming Shuang from Boston. Shuang, welcome to the show. Hi, Molly. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. How about you? I'm uh, doing pretty good. I'm super excited. Thank you so much for uh, for your time and giving me this opportunity to ask questions. I am very proud of you already for using your voice. So, my friend, mm-hmm. what is on your mind today? Yeah, so just a little background. So I'm actually in academia. Uh, I'm a research scientist working at a university. And recently, I um, decided that I want to transition to the business world. So I'm actually um, leaving academia and trying to transition to um, a business and consulting. So I do have two questions regarding to the transitioning. One is actually this like uh, talk with my current boss. Uh, so I wanted to give him more time uh, to prepare for this transitioning. So I actually told him two months ahead of time, uh, told him my leaving date to prepare for the transition. But ever since we had this uh, uh, resignation talk, um, our meeting following, like our weekly meeting has been a little bit awkward. So every time we met, um, sometimes he seems to be... Um, like mad with me leaving or sometimes you get emotional. So I'm just, the first question is just to, um, how to deal with, um, how to deal with those difficult emotions or like when the professional meeting with your boss start uh, being filled with either, um, like anger or disappointment or frustration. Yes. Thank you for bringing this up. First of all, congratulations to you for choosing a new career path. I'm very excited to hear more about that. Great for you. And uh, I understand, right? You could imagine the boss's situation, so I appreciate your sensitivity in picking it up. That's great. Mm -hmm. So I like to use, you know, transparency is our friend, so getting it out on the table is important because only then can you work with it. So it's a matter of how do we, you know, bubble up, if you will, the different realities. You're very excited. You think you've done the right thing to let him know. And what you're mm-hmm. sensing is, you know, it's not landing well for him for whatever reasons. Yep. Now, I must sort of talk to the bosses who are out there. And the bosses who are out there, I know it can seem like, oh, this amazing person's leaving me. I'm screwed because now I need a new staff. And I get that. At the same time, imagine yourself in the person's shoes and try to do your best to be gracious and to be supportive of what's the right thing for them. That can be difficult for the leader because absolutely it has impacts on your life. At the same time, you know, a leader's job is to really help your people flourish and it really is a joyous thing and I would really encourage leaders to take that on. Um, So I'm sorry, Shuang, that your leader, you know, wasn't able to do that. And so I think, you know, you're in a good place, you're concerned, that's the you part. Um, Mm -hmm. that would be the me part, I guess. And then you, him, it's like, you know, you're sensing where he's at. And then my question to you would be, what would you like to happen? 
Um, for me, my hope is for because we have a lot of work to wrap up and to transition to possibly the next candidate who is going to take over this project. So my hope will be um, for our weekly meeting in the remaining time at my work will be uh, not too much emotion involved and being more um, like task focused to get together um, to make sure that we check all the to do list of the transitioning work. Okay, so uh, that, what yeah. we've done here is you're clear on your intention because a lot of folks will think about, well, I don't know what to say. And I, my question will be, well, what do you want to have happen? So that's great that you know. Okay, so if we get into the conversation, mm-hmm. you might think about how do you show up? Yep. And right, so I think there's this notion of com- compassion because your boss may feel like uh, he's in a lurch. Deep down, he may have felt he's failed because you're not staying. Who knows? We're not trying to guess, but you can imagine that it's mm-hmm. not the easiest thing. So the cat compassion and also this sense of, you know, optimism, like it's going to be okay for him. So I think I would mm-hmm. just encourage maybe those two emotions. And it might sound okay. like, and I'll just call the name John. John, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to be really open with you. So it, and, and I think the pacing is good. Open with you. I just want to say I've really appreciated all that I've learned, um, how we've worked together. You know, whatever authentically, Shuang, you can say about your working relationship to just start out with that level of appreciation for him, right? So mm-hmm. I've noticed, you know, I was trying to do the right thing to help give a heads up on my leaving. And I'm sensing it, you know, is a, it, it's frustrating for you or, or maybe it's anger. I'm not really sure. How are you feeling? And that may feel like, oh, you can't ask a person. So, you know, just let that land in an open, quiet way. You know, how are you feeling? And this is a chance. And they may say, well, I'm fine. Okay. I, I appreciate that you're saying that. I know deep down we've worked a long time together. You don't seem as fine to me. I just want to make sure that you are okay. So here you're not worrying about the work at all, Shuang. You're worried about your boss being okay. And again, mm-hmm. you can't control how they respond, but this shows caring. Yeah. Yep. And see, and you, and again, I'm going, okay, so I want you to know, like, you know, I don't want you to feel bad. This has nothing to do with you. You were, you know, a, a, a great boss, mentor, whatever is, is true, right? I'm not asking you to make up anything. And then, mm-hmm. and then see where it goes. And then say, hey, let's do this. I know, you know, this it, it may be like a shock or maybe hard for you. Let me know what I can do. And I would love, so this is the feed for it, I would love if we could be really focused on getting the work done so that it makes it easier for you and the next person um, and the organization. So you're taking the high road of what's right for the whole. Mm-hmm. I'll pause there. How does that land? Yeah. Does that seem like something you could do? Yeah, I think I, I really love, like, uh, I really love the words that you said. I think that's something I would definitely try uh, next time. But I do have a follow-up question. Is you do mention that I should ask him, oh, how are you feeling? Are you okay? So this is something I always like have question about. Is it okay to actually bring up emotions or checking in with your boss? Like, you know, it, I feel it's, e- it's normal or easier for a boss to say, oh, how's everything going with you? But I just don't know from like bottom up, like, you know, angle, is it okay to, to check in with your boss? Oh, are you okay? How are you yeah. feeling? Um, also, I did have this uh, when I was in my previous job. Uh, my boss he told me that um, 
please don't bring out emotion. Uh, please be- don't become emotional in the talk with me. If you ever have emotional come up, just box it in the box. And then let's finish our conversation. And then you can deal with your emotions later. But this is from a previous boss. Previous is not the same person. Uh, no. Okay. So let me just tackle this most recent one. Don't become emotional. I, I can appreciate that a lot of people, they don't know what to do, right? So they're like, don't be emotional in front of me because I can't handle it. And, you know, they're the boss. If that's what they want, they've told you what they want. I would just tell yeah. you, Shuang, that emotions really are at the crux of the human experience, right? So that's what mm-hmm. makes us humans and not plants. So, yeah. uh, so I think it's just, um, it's healthy to have a healthy relationship with emotions, not make them right or wrong, not judge them, but mm-hmm. to work with them and then to help people, um, most of all, be in good relationship within themselves. Because if you're not in good relationship with yourself, it's really hard to get in good relationship with other people. So mm-hmm. I think that if that's a boss, you know, it makes that an edict. You know, I'm not here to say you should um, at all counter that. And I think you might think about, you know, that that boss doesn't have a lot of emotional intelligence or social intelligence to work with their own or others' emotions. And you wonder what kind of working environment that would be, right? So I think that that's Mm -hmm. a separate decision. Now, for the current folks, you know, this is the thing where I would offer, we are all humans. Yes, we have different levels. We have different experience. We have different skills. So I'm not at all trying to equate, right, that we're all equal at work in terms of our contribution. But we all Mm -hmm. are equal as human beings. And, you know, with that, I think it's it's absolutely imperative that we care about each other. So at this level, mm-hmm. I would say it's beyond a co-worker or boss-subordinate relationship. It's just caring about a human person. And again, this is for you being authentic with yourself. And if you are caring and want to be caring, that's great. If they don't receive it that way or they don't, that's not our problem, right? Because I think you mm-hmm. can only, you will control your side. But I would say that don't be meek or mild, like I shouldn't be asking, right? Just say, hey, I care about you like a friend or a relative, yeah. and, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, that you're absolutely, um, it's legitimate for you to to want to care. You know, you know that, that's, I think that that's what we're missing at work a lot of times, Shuang, frankly. So just think yep. about yourself modeling that for your boss and for the rest of the folks. How's yeah, that? thanks, Molly. I, I like this approach with compassion. Fantastic. So let us, we covered a lot. Do you have a top takeaway from our chat? Yeah, I think top takeaway from the chat is really bring your compassion to work. And as you said, you know, we're all humans. Um, so we, regardless whether we want to bring up emotion or not, just coming out with from your authentic self and show you care about other people. That's how we build connections. It's fantastic. I am cheering for you. So if I can be of help as you make this transition, uh, let me know. And please keep me posted because I'm hoping this conversation helps you move the ball forward the way you would like. Um, and I'm really, uh, thank you for calling in and being part of the solution, Shuang. You take good care. Yeah, thank you so much, Molly. Take care. Okay, that's so exciting. Next, we're going to the Midwest now, and I'm going to welcome Mike to the show. Mike, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hey, hi, Molly. Good morning. Thank you for the opportunity to call in. 
Ah, I'm thrilled. Hope you're to, doing to, great today. I, I am doing great. I am doing great. I'm thrilled to host you. And uh, what topic or situations on your mind? Yeah. So I work for one of the big organizations. Uh, recently, I got promoted to a technical manager role, Molly. I used to be a technical team lead earlier, which was like 90% hands-on technical work and I would say 10% uh, leadership admin activities, right? So there were like few retirements in the department and uh, they decided to combine like two teams because the two managers leading those two teams were retired. And they decided to replace those two managers with one manager because they are merging the teams, right? So they encouraged me to apply for that role. I applied and uh, I was lucky enough to get that role, okay? Yeah, so so first let me just say congratulations. Very good job, Mike. Very good. Okay. So now um, uh, I'm like into this new role for almost seven weeks, Molly. I'm trying my director to replace my old role because that was like challenging and uh, 90% hands-on technical work, right? So I'm not getting like enough support from my senior leadership. My director understands me and he's supporting me. But whenever he's taking that case and discussing with the senior leadership, uh, for whatever reason, you know, they are not approving that position to post and hire someone into my old role. My concern is I accepted this new role as a technical manager to grow as a leader versus doing like uh, 90% hands-on technical development work, right? And I clearly sent the responsibilities of my old role, like all the technical work that I was doing and also uh, based on the job posting uh, for this new role, I was able to explain them like, you know, what I could offer, uh, what value I could add in my current role as a leader versus doing all the technical work. So my director supports me, but it's just the senior leadership uh, that's not giving the approval. So I need your help, like how how do I navigate through this situation where they understand and give me that uh, technical resource who can handle the technical work that I was doing in my previous role that allows me to focus on the leadership capabilities and, you know, grow as a leader. Got it. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Again, congratulations. Um, And there's a bunch of different ways we could look at this. Um, I think the ideal thing I'm hearing for you, so just correct me if I I don't have it right, is that you really want them to approve the technical lead role so that the old person's doing the hands-on work and you can do this new merged leader job, right? Yep. Yep. And then when you ask your director why they're not approving it, presuming you have What's the answer, Ben? You say like you know, um, they, they, uh, based on the approach that I am, what I am noticing, Molly, they are trying to see maybe I can handle both. If I can handle it, like maybe like next ten weeks or so, uh, I, I know eventually they want to cut it down. You know, I I don't have problem working forty hours a week, Molly. But the thing is, my aspiration for this role was to grow as a leader, right? Mm-hmm. And no, no one else in the organization is doing like 90% of uh, hands-on work in, in this role. So why, and even even for the 
as per their announcement molly you know they said like uh, they're going to replace those two managers with one because they are combining the teams just because it was an internal promotion they cannot just choose and make decisions on the fly and make me work on the two roles and support both the role responsibilities okay had it been like someone else in, in instead of me into this role still my old role whatever wherever i was i that would have been continued right my my point that uh, you know i'm still kind of struggling is just because i was promoted i i want to i want to support this uh, transition until that resource comes in but that doesn't mean i would continue to do the responsibilities of two resources yes understand okay so um yeah. in this situation because your boss is supporting you are you wanting yeah. to talk to the senior leaders yourself or are you is this a conversation you think you need to have with your boss so that your boss has it with the senior folks just help me understand the because, because I, I, until this point like for past 7 weeks uh, at least i had three or four conversations smally you know he is trying but you know that's where i need your help like uh, i'm okay uh, uh, to you know talk to my boss first and see maybe does he think like him and me should go to the senior leadership and talk to them i, I don't know what he thinks about that idea but uh, overall i want to express that uh, it's not good in the long run because i'm kind of started feeling burnt myself yeah great great okay so thank you for all that background and obviously i'm not that close but let me just throw these ideas out there and let's see what lands for you okay so i think let's just call mm-hmm. your boss uh, sam so sam mm-hmm. so appreciate your su- your support and as i you know and and your encouragement for the promotion and it's been just i'm really excited right so they're just very positive and then yep i'm talking to you now cuz you know we've talked about this i'm feeling in a very difficult situation so one is you know and this is a really important one i'm just getting the sense that it's just too much and that this notion of burning out and um overwork you know i'm not complaining but it's just like i'm literally doing two jobs right and i know that the organization wouldn't want me to do two jobs um so that's one thing is the workload right and then the second thing is um i appreciate the investment in me growing and so i'm really really keen to focus on my leadership skills and do less technical hands on work Now I I'm presuming your boss knows this but this is just the shared reality so are we are we tracking he's going to be like yep we're totally tracking great so I appreciate everything that you've done to try to free it up I'm going to go out on a limb here it feels like to me that people are trying to test me if I could do two both both roles forever if that's on your mind just put that in the air and just and just look them in the eye is that the case and he may or may not say well I don't really know I don't okay cuz I just I you know I I want to do the right thing for the organization I'm happy to do a transition um and if we're going to I just don't see anyone else doing technical work and manager work so I'm just trying to get my head around you know what the organization is thinking pause and then see what your boss says and say you know so this is the deal I'm happy to go to senior management with you I know so this is positive intention I know that they would want all of us to be growing and contributing in a way that's sustainable. 
and they just may not realize what's going on. Does it help if I go with you to have an open conversation with them so that we create the biggest win for the organization? So I'll pause. How's that landing? Yeah, yeah, it uh, sounds like uh, pretty good. And I think the energy part is what might be hard. So I think that, um, you know, I'm noticing like it's a bit of a disappointment to be upfront with your emotions. At the same time, you're a team player. I'm here to do what needs to be done. I just want to do what's right for, you know, both the organization and for any individual who might be in this role. So you don't have to over-personalize it. Yep, yep. Okay. So we chatted a lot. What's the top takeaway that you have? No, I think uh, I have my one-on-one coming up later this week, Molly. So I'd like to some make uh, make some notes based on this conversation. You know, I'd like to have this conversation with my boss first and see what's his take. You know, I'm gonna kind of pretty much uh, frame same thing, whatever I'm gonna say to him if he wants me to be in that uh, meeting with the senior leadership and see how things go. Great. It's great. I'm here for you. So if uh, there's a follow-up, definitely keep me posted, but I'll stay um, thinking positive thoughts because I do think that, you know, organizations don't want to put people in compromised positions. That's not their intention, but they may not realize when that's happening. And, you know, for all folks listening, you know, if you're in, not in a great place, it's important to help uh, bubble that up so that collectively the group can solve for that and do the right thing. Um, I'm cheering for you. I thank you for being part of the solution, Mike, and uh, you take good care. Thank you. Thank you so much, Molly. Ciao, ciao. Okay, we're now heading over to um, Kit is joining us. Kit, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hey, thanks for having me, Molly. Very exciting to have you on the air. Kit, what the challenging conversation or situations on your mind? Well, I guess a little bit of context. Um, so I, uh, I'm a business owner of a business that's growing. And prior to being an entrepreneur, I was a corporate employee, but I never really went through the management ranks. And so my leadership skills are, uh, you know, under development at times. And I think I'm doing a decent job, but certainly I've got learning to do. So one of the challenges that I'm facing right now is, uh, you know, one of my early hires was someone that I held in pretty high regard based on uh, getting to know him. And really, the character's there, the team play is there, but the performance isn't. And so, you know, it's a situation where the individual is really just not taking enough initiative and the quality is below expectations. And um, I think there's a little bit of a communication clash between styles, too. I'm very direct and high context, um, and I'm not sure that's working. So I think the situation is that, uh, you know, I'd rather elevate this person than then, you know, consider termination. I think it's too soon for that, but it's been challenging for me to be able to effectively convey my message. We love the feedback challenges. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody, this thing comes up like all the time. So I appreciate your caring. And Kit, all of us are developing as leaders all along the way. So give yourself credit. You know, you're, you've been in the trenches. Maybe you haven't had a formal program, but... You know, this is um, this is par for the course. So, join the club. Um, <clears throat> so, help me with a little background. When um, the individual joined, 
were you part of setting the expectations of what good looked like, what great looked like? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely spent the time. It wasn't a rushed onboarding process, but um, so the discussions were there in terms of the rationale for the role and, and what performance would look like. But if, I mean, I'm perfectly happy pointing back at myself because I'd say, obviously, I haven't made it clear enough. Um, but there's been enough conversation since that time, I think, that it should probably be a bit clearer. Okay. And so the things that I heard from you, there's a taking initiative, there is the actual results themselves. And can you just give me a little color on, in terms of results, not meeting expectation? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, let's use a kind of a direct example here. Uh, it's an accounting firm. So, uh, you know, the expectations around identifying tax issues or tax planning opportunities, the expectations vary based on, you know, how long someone's been in the profession. Uh, This particular individual has been in the profession for about 10 years. And so, you know, the work is not really reflective of someone who's got the depth that you would typically develop in 10 years. So I think that, you know, like I say, so whether it's an accuracy or it's just, you know, it it could start with diagnosis, not identifying issues properly, which is kind of developmental. But then the initiative side is like just, you know, not pushing hard to identify opportunities for our clients and be proactive in assisting them. Okay. And um, given what you've seen of the person, do you feel like they have the capability? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I it, you know, I, certainly the individual's been in, in other large accounting firm roles and has the ability to thrive in this environment. I think it's a motivational issue. Okay, got it. So let's, um, let's just play around with this, and let's just call this um, Andrew. So, um, Andrew, you've been, how long has he been with you? Uh, just... Just uh, about a year and a half. Okay. So, Andrew, it's been a year, you know, which is kind of the prove out in any place. And it's great for us to have a chat about how we think things are going, you know, and set it up that, that in advance, we'd like to have a chat about how things are going. So, you do your job of, of uh, how, what you think you're doing well, uh, where you think we need to amp it up, how you need support, right? So, give him some time to prep for that. And then you have the meeting. Yes, this is great. So, Andrew, this is part of my role as a leader is helping you do your best work so that you can grow and so that we as an organization um, can thrive, right? So this is the, we're all in it together. And my role is to help you be successful. And it's really important to feel that for the other person to feel it, that they're not going to get hammered by their boss, but rather that my boss is a partner in helping me grow. So that is the, that is the meta school or energy of really being a, um, a team member, a partner. Okay, and that energy that you that that feeling kit that you come across with, and you may be a little bit tentative, still feeling like oh, I'm a little worried how this is going to go. That's got to be exhaled and inhale. Right. Here I am, right? Coaching, positive. You can do it because I'm hearing that you do think this person can do it. So that energy part is Ooh. super important to set the stage, right? And say, well, I'd love to. What I'd love to do is for you to share with me how you think it's going, and um, and what's going well first, and have that person go through. And see what they say. And if they're, you know, hopefully you've given them a heads up so they're fairly articulate. And, but they're, if they aren't, that's also giving you information, right? Um, and then you trade back and forth. This is great hearing that. Here's where I think you're, you're really doing well. And 
giving the feedback along the way. If they feel like they're uh, wandering, just call it out. Say, hey, you know, Andrew, it seems the, a little like we're not really clear here. Do you need more time to think about it? So they think you've got to help this person. They may not have an idea of what they really should be doing, and I think this is where you want to flesh that out, right? So just be upfront, you know, okay. Now let's say, oh, I think this is going great. And you may agree. So if you agree, great, Kit. But if you don't, ah, I really appreciate knowing. So you thank the person for thinking about it. And then you offer, I see it a slightly different way, and here's why, and just talk the person through. And, and you can own the fact, you know, I'm realizing now I, I wasn't clear about X, right? Whatever, own, own whatever part of it you want to own to keep sure. it collaborative as opposed to punitive feeling. So let me just pause there. Yeah, okay, I, think, so, I think that's yeah. a great approach. And I think, you know, the, uh, the relationship is strong enough to have those discussions, which is the kind of good starting point. So, Yeah, so then, so then you go, okay, that's the stuff that he thinks is going well. And then so where does he need to develop? And then you've done your homework. So you need to be really crisp, Kit. So this is where you're like, oh, thank you for these areas. Let me throw my perspective in here. And as you dialogue through that, let's align, Andrew, on the top two things that we think are really going to move the needle for you, right? So I'd like to see this and this, and here's why. What do you think, right? So get alignment on that. And by doing that, you have to tie in the benefit, which is for the firm, but also for him. How is it going to make you, because everyone's in it for our self-interest, right, Kit? We care about yeah, ourselves. Sure. Yes, we want the firm to be. So tying that in. And then along the way, to the extent you've heard me say this on the show, you know, we've covered a lot. Let me just do a quick pause. What are you hearing? What are you taking away? Okay. And then, so what went well? Um, what do we think we want to lean into? Okay, so now that we've covered this off and you've summarized, how can I support your growth, Andrew? And even if they have nothing, which is fine, so, you know, I want you to think about that. That's obviously an open question, but I want you to know I'm here to watch your back. There's no doubt in my mind you can do this. Now, if you feel like you need to, um, if things aren't going to go well, you know, and since maybe they have been, say, I just want you to know, so we've talked about a lot of stuff. I have every confidence you can do this. Now, if, if we don't get to this bar, it's going to put us in a tough situation, Andrew, because of whatever the consequence you want to put in there. So there needs to be some ramifications in, in something that you're comfortable with. And again, I'm not saying that you would lose him, but however that, that works out so that the person appreciates that this really is doing the job. It's not an optional nice to have. Yeah, that's, that's great, Molly. I appreciate it because I, what I think I like most about your approach here is just uh, keeping it positive and focused on how I can help them because that is, I think, the outcome we'd both want. And uh, yeah, I think the approach you've given me here is certainly worth a shot. And, and I'm wanting to believe that uh, there's no reason it can't go well. Yeah, and, and yeah, I know this sounds like a, th- that last statement is a big thing. For leaders, I think having belief, right, and, and people can feel that. Um, to the motivational thing, we didn't address that. You know, if that's coming up, and, and, and you might, I mean, I think purpose is such a big part of work. So if you feel that that's an area, you might say, you know, Andrew, I, I'm just sensing, you know, and I, you know, I'm very excited about this, and I've been doing this work, and, you know, let's just, you know, take our hats off here and, and talk to me. You know, is this work motivating for you? 
and give them a chance to to share. You know, maybe they're you know I, this just isn't the field that they want to be in, right? Or there's something that you're not aware of, right? For whatever reason. So I think creating the space for that. You, I mean, I heard you say that that motivation may be an issue. So just give them a chance to share um, what's going on for them. And you may be surprised. Sometimes there's things going on home that we don't know about, which is not to say we want to pry, but we want to be sensitive uh, and honor what might be going on for people when we just really have no idea. Yeah, it's a great approach. And I'm certain that there probably is some stuff going on. So, uh, you know, I think taking that approach of hearing Andrew out and uh, giving him the opportunity to develop a little bit further. I'm all for it. Awesome. You have been awesome. I thank you for calling in. You know how to reach me. So um, keep me posted. I'm happy to help any way I can. And I thank you, Kit, for being part of the solution. You take good care. Okay. Thanks a lot, Molly. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Okay. Before my next caller, I... um, was uh, sent a situation, quite a sensitive one that I would like to cover. So someone who was a peer to you has been promoted and in a meeting in front of more senior leaders, essentially throws you and your team under the bus. That's what you perceive by announcing unbeknownst to you that you and your team failed to execute on a project. Okay, so this was all said without this person, this former peer, first coming to you. And you and this former peer, you thought, had this super-duper relationship. So you texted right away to request time to chat about it and were promptly brushed off with a reply text of, it's all fine. So my first note is to all leaders. If someone uh, subordinate reaches out to chat about a situation, don't flat-out deny the request. It may be crazy, but a junior level person reaching out to a more senior person is not a small deal to anyone on the team. And just saying no, just is, it's just going to put you in a poor light. And I understand you might be busy and it may be ridiculous, but at least, you know, go back and forth and understand it. You know, if you're um, not inclined to engage I would get curious with your own self. Hmm, why don't I want to chat with this person? Is there something that I don't want to confront? Um, so I just want to offer that those modeling good relationships starts at the top. Really, really an important attribute um, for successful leaders. Okay? Okay, so back to this situation for the person you've gone through text, no more text. I would suggest picking up the phone and you might want to be ready to leave a voicemail. So get centered within is the first part. Always working on ourselves. If you have any anxiety, if you have hurt, negative feelings, they're all valid, right? But those aren't going to be helpful in, in working this through with this colleague. So exhale those feelings. Inhale this energy of empathy for someone who just may not have known any better, right? Take positive intention. They didn't really know it. Um, and inhale this notion of faith that you're doing the right thing. So it might, might sound like this. Hey, you know, I hear that you think uh, the situation was fine in the meeting, you know, my entire team and I don't. So with really due respect, I think it's important we have an open conversation to clear any misunderstandings. And um, it's important so that my team and I can really best support your group and the entire company. So I'll reach out to your admin and I appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Period. Boom. That's the voicemail and then go, go set up time. 
Now, in the meeting, and I doubt this person is going to pull, you know, I think they're just, they just need to have a chance to talk about it and given a chance to be like, you know, I realize how you might feel and I, I did not mean to do that. My bad won't happen in the future. That's what we would love to have happen, okay? If not, if the person is sort of standoffish, again, because you've worked with them in the past and it feels like push comes to shove, I, a way that you could be blunt might sound like, you know, gosh, it feels like a little bit of like pulling rank here. And I just want to just call this out. I think we have a disconnect human to human and I'm not exactly tracking. Um, so, you know, please, I don't want to move forward with the disconnect. I want to be really open. I'll own part of whatever I need to do. And I would really ask you to do the same. And I think that's what's going to help, you know, us both serve the company uh, in the biggest way. And you may want to talk with folks when there's a shift in roles, just being open. Hey, it's, I'm just, I think it's great you've been promoted and I want to support you um, and help you to thrive. And, and I just hope that you would want to do the same for me. Right, so just model that. You may have to be managing up a little bit, um, so um, just take that on because that's part of your own leadership opportunity. Okay, so I hope that's helpful, and you know how to reach me if uh, you have any follow up. And I invite any folks uh, who are listening to give a call in if you have a situation or scenario you'd like to talk. And the number is eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero, or internationally you can call Collect at country code one four eight zero three nine eight three three five two. And a reminder, there's more hope for, help for you at sayitskillfully.com, my site, and sign up on my mailing list. And uh, we can have a chance to have a one-on-one -on -one session together, which would be fun. Okay, now we're going clear over to the West Coast to Orange County, where I have spent a little bit of time. And I welcome Michael to the show. Michael, good morning. Hi, good morning, Molly. Happy to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, great. How are you? I uh, couldn't be better. I'm talking to you. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you again, by the way, for all the help that you've been giving me so far. It's been instrumental in my journey as an entrepreneur. Well, I'm thrilled um, that you're calling in and um, share with listeners what's on your mind. Yeah, so um, I'm actually, I've been working on a startup. Uh, we do QR payments for the past three years. And it's been a real uphill battle. And it wasn't until recently that we've had some real validation in the form of an interview with a Y Combinator for their summer cohort. And I've been really reflecting on kind of my own experiences, as well as the advice that you've given me in terms of how to present and conduct myself as a leader. And it's been just incredible. Yay. I'm very proud of you. And, you know, for listeners' sake, perhaps you can share a little bit of what you were battling um, and then how you were able to kind of overcome yourself, get out of your own way, if you will, and uh, create amazing wins very recently. I'm very proud of, um, of all that's going on for you. Sure. Um, when it comes down to it, a big part of what I've kind of like struggled with and more or less um, failed in terms of execution has for, for a while has been um, focusing too much on finding that perfect partnership. And when it doesn't go through, it affects my own self-image of myself and my confidence. 
there are a number of reasons why a partnership might not work. And only recently have I really kind of come to terms with, um, you know, the need to be more prepared and the need to take these losses, not personally, but as an opportunity to learn. And coming out of that and speaking to with you, I was more or less an anxious wreck. Um, I didn't have too much confidence in myself and my mind was just all over the place. And the advice that you've given me in terms of how to think about uh, these situations, how to find the confidence in myself to be able to speak succinctly and with purpose and passion has been really helpful because um, as you uh, might know, I've been negotiating some important partnership deals and not just in meetings, but in writing, I've been taking your advice and the, the way I've communicated has changed from what can you do for me into what can I do for you and how might we best work together. And that's been my mindset moving forward. It's been great. The response has been wonderful. Wow. Thank you for articulating it because actually for me, I, I wasn't actually clear on what the big ahas have been for you. And um, I do want to give you a big kudos for anyone who's starting an enterprise, who has a big vision, who wants to make the world a better place. And, and Michael, that's a lot of, of kind of who you are at your core. You want to, you know, um, do well by doing good, if you will. And I think that is a trend. We need businesses to serve society. I think that's what your enterprise endeavors to do. Um, so it's, you know, I I, uh, I appreciate you had shared how, you know, it's a pretty high bar. You're working really hard. You're at a good school. It's all supposed to be perfect, yeah. you know, and in handling defeat, just can seem like it's like game over, all done, you know. And right. I appreciate you being able to turn it around. And, you know, this self-confidence thing, it's really, if you think about it, it's really hard to ask other people to be confident in you if you're not confident in yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just like, wow. You know? <laughs> so, you know, and, and I, I know I was probably a little bit blunt with you on that and, that's when you when you dig deep, and I've had a lot of guests on the show um, who have you know done really amazing things, and all of them will share that. Well, most all of them. One person has never had any self doubt, but um, most all will say there's times when you have to question, right? So those are the big boy, right. big gal, big gal times. Um, you know, do you have any other this notion of opportunity to learn from mistakes? And so I just shout out to my mentor and close friend, Gary Ridge, who's the CEO of WD40, who really coined learning moments. And that mm -hmm. the whole entire company, they do not use the word mistakes. They use every mistake as a learning moment. And I like to tell people, you know, look at, we love mistakes. We like making new ones. We don't want to make repeat ones. So would you share um, perhaps some learning moments, particularly vivid ones that uh, listeners might learn from? Yeah, so um, I had a meeting lined up with a large farmer's market organization in New York City. Um, and 
we were very excited because our technology basically allows uh, anyone to accept payments with just their phone without any kind of app technology requirements, basically. And uh, we, I thought that the meeting was going to be about, you know, how does your technology work? How would it fit into uh, marketplaces? And, you know, how, how will you best help our farmers? So that's what I came in with um, in terms of a mindset. And the meeting uh, kind of became a pressure test. And the questions that were being asked took, took me for a ride, for lack of better words. And at one point, I completely lost control of the meeting. And it took me, I would say, months to recover from this partnership falling through. And I was so angry, Molly. I was so upset, not only at myself, but at the person in the, the meeting that was just kind of like dominating it and, and taking it out of control. And I felt that he was kind of like the villain, you know, the bad guy. And it wasn't until I started to really think about things from the company's organization's perspective, thinking that, oh, I'm very young, you know, 26, um, straight out of college pretty much with my master's. And we're a small company and we don't have a lot of background. So it was necessary for this organization who is responsible for the livelihoods of hundreds of farmers that I, as a leader, could perform well under pressure, right? I, it wasn't until I started thinking about, you know, why did they put me through the ringer? And how, how, I, how I performed reflected a level of immaturity. And the months of me just being upset at me and, and them and being depressed about things not working out, really reflected a mindset of kind of like us against the world, right? And it wasn't until recently that I realized that when, when I enter these partnership meetings, the mindset should not be, um, I need to get the most out of them. It should be, they're looking to find a partner that can help them. How do I best achieve that? And when it comes to learning from lessons, I think a big part of it is being able to take criticism and being able to remove the ego and pride, especially as, as, as someone who's, you know, on paper, quote unquote, is a, a CEO or co-founder, right? It can be a little difficult. So I guess that's, that's kind of like my tangible le learning moment is to take every obstacle, every hurdle with a sense of, uh, humility and being able to just take it from the perspective of they're not trying, you know, the enemy that we perceive might be the enemy, the actual enemy. If that makes that, that make sense at all. It totally makes sense. The enemy is generally within, and I could not be more proud of you to kind of feel the growth. And this is 
you're very articulate. I know you've been doing a lot of thinking, Michael, and to be able to articulate that and to be able to come whole and actually call out the things that we didn't do the way we would have liked that, that level of vulnerability to share, you know, with ourselves and with others is big and it's a fundamental. I mean, we've heard folks have said, you know, vulnerability is a must for trust. And um, part of it is trusting yourselves and then trusting others and having them trust you. And that, uh, I love how you're able to, to take yourself out of it and analyze the situation. Um, and this ability to get outside the ego, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard because we all have egos. And by the way, egos can be in great service to ourselves at times. And at the same time, they can be on the flip side. So it's the ability to really, you know, manage your ego and not have your ego manage you is just a pretty high order executive functioning skill, right? And so great for you in the mid-20s to be <laughs> developing it that way. I'm really, 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 really blown away. And you mentioned this taking the organizational perspective, right? There's the individual, mm. um, there might be the immediate group, but then when you can take the high road, the highest order, that's the way where you can start to really help prioritize what needs to get done. And so often in organizations, it's, you know, marketing versus sales or, you know, development versus manufacturing. And you're like, wait a second, we're on the same team. You know, how do we, you know, right. kind of bubble up what's right for the whole. And so everyone aligns on that. Um, you know, this, I, I know that you have um, an Asian background as well. And I'm, I'd love to shift yep. gears a little bit. This ability, taking criticism. I mean, I, this notion of being perfect somehow, <laughs> you know, I know our parents never said to us, you need to be perfect, but there, that may be right. an overriding feeling for a lot of Asians. Was that the case for you? Mm -hmm. I'm curious. Um, I, there was, so my, my, I actually thought I had a normal childhood literally until like I went to college and also until really just recently. So um, for, take for example, growing up, my family never celebrated birthdays. And my mom and dad never celebrated birthdays. My little brother and I kind of like never celebrate our birthdays outside of like my mom cooking um, our favorite food. And it wasn't because we didn't value birthdays, but it was because my parents couldn't afford to buy us gifts. And so whenever friends invite us to, to their birthdays, my dad would say, hey, you can't go because, you know, um, they're bad influence or, or whatever. But it was really because he couldn't afford to, to buy some kid a gift when he can't afford to buy his own kid's present. So we, we operated um, or we grew up from kind of like this sense of, I don't want to say lack, but it was just rather than focusing on what we wanted, we really focused on what we needed. And inside of me was always this need to take care of my family to be able to be successful, do something so that my mom who works at a nail salon, you know, 10 hours a day, that she doesn't have to wash people's feet. And so my parents, um, fortunately, never really pressured me to be successful, but they put a lot of pressure on doing my best. And so whenever I, something wasn't successful, I took it very personally and I felt that I wasn't trying my best and I wasn't living up to the standard that I set for myself and that I was failing. 
the love of my mother and my father. So as you can imagine, the last three years, um, whenever something went wrong, I felt like, oh man, you know, graduated from Brown, and yet, you know, I'm, I'm mom is still working at nail salon. So I took each, each, each kind of failure, each, each, each roadblock very personally. When I re- and it, it, it's taking me, and it's still taking me a long time to come to terms with what matters isn't so much what I can do for my family, what I can do for myself. What matters is growing and becoming someone that I could be proud of. Five-year-old Michael could be proud of. And someone that my mom and dad could be proud of and love. And the funny thing is when I asked them, hey, mom, I actually asked them this uh, yesterday. Why do you do so much for me? Why do you, well, why do you never, you know, question what it is that I do? Because, you know, I'm currently with my parents and they, they never ask, you know, what I'm doing during the day. And they say, well, you're my son. You know, you're, I only got two gold nuggets in this world. Of course, I'm going to love and care about you. And I know that, I know that whatever you do, you always put other people first. How can I not be proud, even if I don't understand? Uh, that is where we're going to wrap. Uh, a hug to you, a hug to your mom, your family. Uh, you've been very generous and could not be more proud and privileged. Um, I know you're on to great things. Um, Michael, thanks for joining me and being part of the solution. And um, you know how to reach me. We'll be in touch. Thank you so much, Molly. You have a great day. You do. Take good care. Bye. My thought for the week, be here now. And that's a wrap. I thank you for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your own top takeaways. And know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too.